0: And welcome to the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Newsom. And today we're going to be going through an episode of The Andy Griffith Show called Mountain (laughs) Wedding. It's a great episode. First time we ever see Ernest T. Bass, and we get to visit with the darlings. It's going to have a lot of fun. So I invite you to join me as we listen to the entire episode, and then we go into uh, things from the Bible. And what we can learn from the things that happen on The Andy Griffith Show as Christians about how we should act and behave. Now, for those that don't know, the Mayberry Bible Study podcast is based on the Mayberry Bible Study originated by Joey Fan back in 1998. And we're going to be exploring the characters of The Andy Griffith Show and how they behave. And does their behavior reflect poorly or positively from a Christian point of view on their character? behave? How are we supposed to behave? We're going to be looking at that. The Mayberry Bible Study podcast is based on the 16 public domain episodes of the Andy Griffith Show because we're trying not to break any copyright laws. We're going to actually listen to an entire episode of the Andy Griffith Show as we have fun in our Bible study. Friends, I want to welcome you once again. I'm Alan Newsome, your host, your uh, I guess you're a uh, moderator. I'm not sure what you call this. We got a special guest tonight because this podcast uh recording uh the was actually done on the Mayberry cruise in 2012 and we're going to have Tom Rusk is going to be our teacher. He's going to be our facilitator as we get into the actual Bible study. But before that, we're going to kick off the uh show. By listening to the entire episode of Mountain Wedding, which was recorded, you know, back in 1963. And I know you're going to enjoy it. So enjoy yourself. And then we're going to come back and just try to see how the character of Christians can be made just a little bit better by looking at what happens on the Andy Griffith Show. So let's get right into the fun and listen to Mountain Wedding. The Andy Griffith Show. Starring Andy Griffith. With Ronnie Howard. Also starring Don Knotts. The episode opens with Andy and Barney standing on the sidewalk watching an artisan paint the sign on the front of Foley's uh-huh. window.
1: Yes, man Ain't chicken spelled I-N? No, he's got it right. You sure? Uh-huh. I
2: before e except after c, and e before n in chicken. I always forget that rule.
0: Barney <laughs> tries to keep people from bumping into the man who's painting the window. Piece of
2: artistic work here. Go around and
0: He was successful the first time. That's
2: Darling's truck. Huh? go Darling, come on.
0: Now Barney work, tries again and knocks the painter right into the window who smears his paint job. Barney walks off, never knowing. Honey,
2: Mr. Darling. The world brings you down out of the mountains. Trouble, Sheriff. We got uh. Sorry to talk in front of him. Oh, sure. This is my deputy, Barney Fey, Briscoe Darling. Howdy. And I married Mr. Darling's daughter to Doug Wash. You did? Oh, yes, yeah, right. It, it was when you and your mother was on that bus trip to Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Say, so, you got trouble? It's a sight. Well, what in the world's the matter? Well, there's this fella up home, Ernest T. Bass. He just don't take the dud and Charlene being married. Well, it's all legal and everything. I give you a copy of the marriage certificate and kept a copy here for my files. I know that. But that don't signify with Ernest T. Bass. He keeps bothering Charlene... Yelling in the night, throwing rocks through the windows. Well, can't you and your boys handle it? Well, we thought about killing him, kind of hated to go that far. Uh, It's a wise man that knows it's illegal to take the law into one's own hands. Is he arguing with me? He's agreeing with me. Just so I know where I stand. You suppose you could find the time to come on up there and straighten this thing out for us? Well, sure. We'll come up there tomorrow. Good. (laughs) Oh, uh, you better travel by daylight. It gets kind of rough after you cross the Robert E. Lee Natural Bridge. We'll get an early start. I won't even go home tonight. I'll sleep right here. (laughs) I'll expect you tomorrow. We'll see. Adios, amigo. Adios, amigo. You want ours? Sure. More power to you.
3: I'll say
2: it. Robert E. Lee Natural Bridge? I don't believe I ever heard of that. It's an oak tree that fell across the shallow spot in
3: the creek.
0: <laughs> the next morning, Barney's asleep in the back room of the courthouse. Andy enters the door... To the courthouse and walks into the back to wake up Barney. He said he's easy to wake up. Barney? He told Andy just to snap his fingers. Barney? Andy turns on the light in the back room. He looks at the alarm clock, turns it on to try to wake Barney up by holding it right down his ear. No reaction. Barney never moves. <coughs> Barney. Andy shakes Barney. It's
3: four o'clock
2: in the morning. Yeah, okay. Come on, Barney. Mm. We got a long drive ahead Andy of us. He
0: pulls him up, up you go. sets him up in the bed. Mm. Barney's For eyes sake, are still Barney, closed. Yeah,
3: I'm
0: <laughs> Andy lets him go, and Barney falls <laughs> right back down into pillow.
2: Barney. Barney.
0: Andy Barney? uncovers Barney. Barney,
2: listen, huh? Barney
0: uh-huh. sets him up again.
2: Barney, huh? Will you Stops listen to him me? In the face. It's four o'clock in the morning, and we got to get going up in the mountains. <laughs> Boy, you sure are a hard one to wake up. Will you wake up? Good <laughs>
0: okay. Andy lets him go, and he falls back in <laughs> the pillow again. no reaction from Barney. Andy takes his whistle. Still no reaction. Finally, he snaps his fingers and Barney wakes right up. You awake? Yeah, all
2: you gotta do is just, I'm up.
0: We switch to the squad car, driving along a riverbank and then onto a dirt road as they're trying to find the Darlings' cabin. Andy and Barney step outside the squad car, you looking around. It's close
2: by here somewhere. Listen. Sounds like that one up there. Come on.
0: Andy and Barney get back in the squad car and begin to drive toward the music. The squad car turns a corner through the woods and drives to an old cabin. The music's coming from inside. Andy and Barney exit the squad car and walk past the chickens in the Darlings' old pickup truck Headed toward the door to the cabin. They enter the cabin and find the Darling boys and Charlene inside. The boys are playing, Pa's jugging on the jug, and Charlene's working over in the kitchen.
2: see you mate oh sure sure howdy charlene howdy boys (laughs) boys are talkative today they all keyed up (laughs) i don't believe y'all ever met my deputy barney fife charlene darling now miss dud wash Uh, howdy the boys boys (laughs) Well, mr darling what do you think we ought to well, howdy, Dud. Buddy, sure. My deputy, Barney Fife, Dud-wise. Buddy. Sure <laughs> proud you could see fit to intervene, sure. Oh, it's a pleasure, Dud. There's my darling person. <laughs> Dad, don't. Oh, come on. Dud. We got more important things to tend to. Try to curb them hot flashes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell Ernest T. Bass the sheriff was looking for him? Well, I couldn't find him, Mr. Darling. His cousin said he went off into the woods to kill a mockingbird. (laughs) You sound like a very nice person. What are the worst we got? Well, maybe me and Barney ought to go out and look for him. Oh, he's a pestilence, and a pestilence will find you. You just wait. He'll be along. Hey, how about if I fix you and your gun hand a mouthful to eat? Oh, well. I could heat up some nice hog backbone or some fish muddle. Uh, no, I don't believe we'll <laughs> Well,
3: it'll
2: probably be a while before Ernest T. Bass comes along. Yeah, you bring your string and instrument, Sheriff. Oh, I didn't think we'd have time for any music. You got time to breathe, you got time for music.
3: <laughs>
2: How many strings are you still? Well, there's six on my guitar. Well, here's one with five. Just kind of let that thumb hang free And enjoy the music Hey, how about playing Never hit your grandma with a great big stick Oh,
3: Doug, that makes me cry Well,
2: how about Dooley? Oh, that's a good one I wanted in and away we go Now Dooley was a good old man He lived below the mill Dooley had two daughters Party and still. One guy watched the boiler, the other watched the spout, and mama corked the bottles when old Dooley fetched them out. Dooley slipping up the holler, Dooley trying to make a dollar, Dooley give me a swallow and I'll pay you back someday. The revenuers came for him, slipping through the woods. Dooley kept behind them all and never lost his goods. Now, Dooley was a trader when in New. Come. Sugar by the bushel and molasses by the drum. Now I remember very well the day old Dooley died. The so women folk looked sorry and the men stood around and cried. Now Dooley's on the mountain, he lies there all alone. They put a chuck beside him and a barrel for a stone. Dooley slipping up the holler. Dooley trying to make a dollar. Dooley, give me a swaller and I'll pay you back someday. And I'll pay you back someday. Good, I believe good
3: the
2: boys play be better than... What's that? That's him, Ernest T. Bass. <laughs> you better watch out, Ernest T. Bass. We got the law in here now. Charlene, I still love you and want you Ernest T. Bass. Better go have a talk with him.
0: Andy and Barney and Mr. Darling go out the front door of the cabin. Walk past the chickens, heading out towards the woods, looking for Ernest T. Don't seem to see him.
2: I don't say it. There he is.
0: The bush is shaking. Andy, Barney, and Mr. Darling walk toward it. Barney draws his pistol.
2: Ernest T. Bass? You come out of there. The sheriff wants to talk to you. I can hear him from here. You better do as you're told, fellow. This is the law speaking.
0: Ernest pulls a shotgun around the corner, points it at Andy, Barney, and (laughs) the pistol, and Barney drops his gun.
2: Leave the gun be, mister.
0: Andy bends over and picks up the pistol anyway.
2: Now look here, Mr. Bass. I'm the justice of the peace in Mayberry, and I married Charlene and Dud... And I got a copy of the marriage certificate here to prove it. You preacher? No. Well, then they ain't rightly married. I ought to have a chance to sweet talk and woo and charm her with my ways. Take a shot at him, Sheriff. You got a legal right. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Darling. We, we can handle this without anybody getting hurt. Ernst T. I hear you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Charlene and Dud married by a preacher. Tomorrow being Sunday, the circus Preacher will be by. Good. Then we'll have them married by a preacher tomorrow. Tomorrow? Hey, that gives me 24 hours to court her. Now you just hold on. 24 hours. I still got a chance.
0: There's <laughs> T begins to run around, jumping up and down, running through the woods, jumping over sticks. Andy, Barney, and Briscoe just watch him shaking their head. Ernest T sneaks from one bush to another, continues jumping around, screaming.
2: You ask me, this Ernest T. Bass is a strange and weird character. Just plain ornery is what he
3: is. I
2: think he's a nut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The scene changes to Inside the Darling Cabin, with everyone sleeping in beds, all in one room, except for Charlene and Doug. Andy and Barney are sitting in chairs trying to sleep while the Darlin family snores. Barney raises his head up, looks at the boys, as the horrible snoring continues. looking around the room. Hey, Andy. Hmm?
3: Huh? Are you asleep?
0: Are no, you
2: kidding.
3: Did you ever hear anything like it in your life?
2: Because we're all sleeping on their backs. Suppose if we turn them over on their sides, it would help. It's worth a try.
0: Andy and Barney get up from their chairs and go over to the beds. Start rolling the boys over onto their side from their back. It worked with the first three. Now they go over to Mr. Darwin and Mitch. Roll them over to their sides.
1: Well, you know, it worked.
0: (laughs) Mm. Andy and Barney head back to their chairs and get their cover. (laughs) begin to cover mm. up so that they can get some sleep you now that the noise has stopped. <sighs> and everybody rolls back under their back and begins to snore again. Baby and Barney open their eyes back up. What and a rock that? flies through the window.
2: Ernest T. Bass is paying us another visit, looks like.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mr. Darling walks to the window to look out.
2: Ernest T. Bass! In person. You're a low down pesky buzzard. Don't go you. Things and stones break my bones. The names can't never touch me. <laughs> Ernest T. Bass. You better quit throwing rocks through this window. Now, this is the sheriff talking. I'm going to have to arrest you if you don't go on home. You're disturbing the peace, keeping these folks awake. Well, tell them all go to sleep. It's just Charlene I want to talk to. You listen to me out there. This is Deputy Five speaking, and I'm armed. Now, if you don't go away, I'm just liable to take a shot out this window.
3: <laughs> you cut the...
2: Better stop that dipity of yours. He'll get us stoned to death. <laughs> what are we going to do? We'll Only one thing to do let him speak his piece, and maybe he'll go on home. Armor's I'm still here. Listen a minute. Keep on talking. What do you got in mind? I told you. I come to plight my trunk to Charlene. She's been plotted! Charlene, come over here and let him talk to you. Now, wait a minute! Let him talk to her. Maybe he'll get it out of his system Going go on home and get some sleep. Go on, Charlene. I'm here. What do you want? Charlene, this here's Ernest T. Bass, yeah? I'm declaring for you. Yeah? Charlene, look out here!
0: Ernest T. is out waving a lantern me? around so that she can see him. Good. He hangs a lantern in the tree.
2: Charlene, you ain't never given me a chance to court you proper to prove to you that I'm the man for you. First off, I want to serenade you.
0: Ernest T takes his gas can and puts it on his knee.
2: Okay, Ernest T, serenade away. All right. Listen. <laughs> 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 All that mariah, jump in the fire, fire too hot, jump in the pot, pot too black, jump in the crack, crack too high, jump in the sky, sky too blue, jump in canoe, canoe too shallow, jump in the tallow, tallow too soft, jump in the loft, loft too rotten, jump in the cotton, cotton too white cheese, stayed there all night. <laughs> Tell him it was good. That's good, Ernest T. Now you want to hear me sing Eating Goober Peas? No, thanks. Good night.
3: Wait a minute. Looky here.
2: (laughs) I can do 18 chin-ups. That's good. Good night. I I can do chin-ups. I'm the best rock throwing in the county, and I'm saving up for a gold tooth. (laughs) I'm the man for you, Charlene. You know it. Now can I come over there and kiss you on the jaw? (laughs) Don't use cane, Ernest T. Bass. This here's my plighted bride. And tomorrow, we're having a preacher wedding just to satisfy you. Now go on home. You just think you're having a wedding tomorrow. Maybe you ain't. what did you say? I don't chew my cabbage twice. And you ain't heard the last, Ernest T. Bass. Well, I guess we can all get some sleep now.
0: next morning, everybody's getting dressed up for Sunday. Briscoe's putting on a tie with Andy's help.
2: Hold still, Mr. Darling. Ever since I saw a hanging, I've been nervous about wearing one of these things.
0: (laughs) Charlene enters wearing her wedding dress.
2: You look just like your mom. You look nice, Charlene. Beautiful, Charlene. Those you look pretty boys.
0: <laughs> the boys continue their same look.
2: Boys ain't much of compliments. compliment. <laughs> not Ernest T. Bass again. He said we ain't heard the last of him. There's a note on this rock. Here. it says maybe you're gonna have a preacher and maybe you're gonna have an altar, but maybe you're not gonna have a bride. You ever think of that? What's he mean by that? Andy, you don't think that nut will come here and try to steal the bride away, do you? Wouldn't put it past him. He's as mean as a snake. Well, you let him just try. Boy, I'll show him a couple of things I learned in the Army and guerrilla warfare. First, you take your hair and you yank it. Stop <laughs> that, boy. You want your face to freeze that away? <laughs> that won't be necessary, Dud. Well, I ain't gonna just stand by and let Ernest T. Bass make off with my darling person. Don't worry about it, Dud. I got an idea.
0: What have I to dread? What Under a tree, have I to fear we see the darling family and Andy and the preacher standing arms. there with Charlene and her wedding dress standing beside peace with Doug.
2: My Lord, so near, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning on the arms,
1: leaning on the arms, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning on, the arms, lean. on the arms, leaning on the arms, leaning
2: the everlasting arms. Dearly beloved, we are gathered together in the face of this company to join together this man and this woman in matrimony. Stop that wedding! <laughs> Don't nobody move. Barney raises He's shooting his veil. <laughs> it's me I'm
0: not serving under the wedding dress
2: shooting again. Stop worrying. He ain't going to shoot the woman he loves. (laughs) You've had some ideas in your time, but this one's the worst. Just hold still. Hands up, everybody!
0: Ernest comes out of the woods with his gun. Keep him up. Keep him up. He's about to grab the bride who he thinks will show And he runs off with him. Running back towards the woods.
3: As he runs away, we see Charlene
0: as Andy grabs her from behind the tree and pulls her back out beside Reverend. Where
2: discovers who his bride is,
0: so they can be Dearly married.
2: beloved, we're gathered together in the face of this company to join together this man, this woman. You're mine. It was R's meant T to be is mine. sitting next to a tree will next to his bride. Charlene, I'll make you a fine husband. I'm a little mean, but I make up for it by being real healthy. <laughs> Say you'll be mine. Say you'll be my beloved.
0: He raises the veil.
2: I wouldn't marry you if you were the last man on earth.
0: Ernest T reacts with surprise as his they eyes close and open. On and
2: obey Charlene, as long as ye shall both live, I do. By the authority vested in me, I now pronounce you man and wife. You can kiss her now, Dud. <laughs> well, that's done to the satisfaction of Ernest T Bass and everybody. <laughs> nice wedding, preacher. Thank, Thank you. Kind of worried about that little fella, your deputy. Yeah, maybe I better
3: go look for him. Andy! Andy! Barney comes running from the ridge without his teeth chasing behind him. All
0: We're now right, in the garden's cabin. be
2: bass, shake Dud's hand. Well, go on, shake if I ever hear you ain't good to her, I'm gonna call that lady sheriff. And gonna be in real trouble. Oh, I'll be good to her, Ernest T. All right, let's get on with the celebration. Everybody play a good one. Hey, Paul, how about playing something me and Dud can dance to? Yeah, something like that anniversary waltz. All right. Let's do dance till your stockings are hot and ravelin oh, One, two, one, two. One, oh.
0: two. The darlings begin to play, Dud and Charlene dance, and Ernest T taps his foot and claps his hands, as Barney, still in the wedding dress, sitting in the rocking chair, pats his hand along with the music. Ernest T stops clapping as he glances over at Barney, walks toward him. What are you doing? I
2: appreciate very
3: dancing. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> what I'm a good dancer. You're so kind of a nut. But I'm a good dancer. I don't care what you are. Oh, come on. Nut? <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, so that was Mountain Wedding, and I'm tied up over here. There we go. Uh, Mountain Wedding, and uh, I think we got some uh, information. I forgot what episode, or season it was. I think it's season three, I believe, is when this was. April of 63. April of 63 is when it was. So this is a, it's a great episode. Uh, the Indie Grip show a lot of things in there. So now we're going to try to look and see what we can pull out of it that's related to uh, how we should live as Christians. And I want to say a quick prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to Tom. That's all right, so if y'all would, let's say, Father, we just want to thank you for this chance just to gather together, Lord, and to just uh, watch a show that we love and to have some joy in our hearts as we go forward to see how it is that you would have us as Christians live our lives daily. And uh, Lord, we just ask that you just uh, use Tom as he ministers to us and gives us uh, some uh, words of wisdom Lord, from you that uh, just shows us how we should live our lives daily, and how we can learn just a little bit from watching the Andy Griffith Show as well. So, amen. Amen. And Tom, come on up and uh, let's give Tom a big welcome. Thank him for uh, being willing to do this.
1: Hey, thanks, Alan. It's an honor to get to do this. Uh, this is—I got to pick this out. This is probably my favorite episode. Uh, there's hard to pick favorites, but because it has so many classic lines, you heard a lot of those. Uh, Wayne was saying one of his favorites was uh, ever since I saw it hanging I I never liked neckties uh, that by the way was the introduction of Ernest T. Bass, somebody knew knew that that. Yeah, Howard Morris who was in five episodes but that was his uh, beginning, Uh, there's some cute scenarios about that if we have time we'll talk about those, communication how important is that in life what you think somebody said and what they might have said sometimes are two different things uh, he, part of the wedding vows are Speak now and forever hold your peace And if you remember in the uh, Pilot episode of rose I mean in the housekeeper episode When Rose got married O.B. didn't hold his peace He kept saying it, remember that Saying the right thing at the right time Proverbs 18.2 Can anybody, can all of you see pretty good? Yeah. Pat, Monday, you want to read 18.2 for us? It's the second one down there on the On the oh, left hand yeah. side Yeah
3: finds no pleasure in but delights in
1: airing, in airing his own opinion. Yeah, who was the fool in the uh, Mountain Wedding? <laughs> Ernest T. Huh? Yeah. Knowing when to hold your tongue. Boy, that's hard to do, isn't it? The older I get, the more I realize that sometimes what you don't say is better than what you do say. When words are many, sin is, ab- is uh, absent, but <coughs> who holds his tongue is wise. Captain and I used to have a saying uh, about a soft answer turneth away wrath. That's another proverb. That's really a good... Uh, listen. I mean, really listen. Sometimes our wives, guys, have to get our attention and we have to put down the remote and look them right in the eye and then pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah. Proverbs eighteen thirteen. 13. Uh, Noel House, you want to read that? He who
0: answered before listening. That is his
1: problem. Uh wise man, put that on the mirror in the bathroom, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boy, Solomon, such a wise man, huh? Uh, Knowing your boundaries as well. It tells us... Yeah, he did. Uh, Knowing your boundaries as well, not coveting your neighbor's wife. That's one of our uh, commandments to remember as well. Uh, Settling disputes and understanding. Who was good at doing that? 249 times. yeah. He was always the peacemaker, the settler. Uh, commotion, for better or for worse. Uh, God's not the author of confusion. It tells us in the Bible, and as you read in uh, Corinthians there, Praise be to God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others in their troubles. A little uh, gospel according to Tom, they' paraphrasing it, but you wonder sometimes why you're going through difficult times and it may not even be meant for you well, Peter talks about that but it's to maybe later on down, not maybe but later on down the road you're able to comfort someone else uh, having gone through a divorce many years ago I found I, I've been able to be a real a solace to other people that go through it because once you've been there and done that you really understand uh, if you've never been through it to say I understand how you feel no you don't <laughs> But if you've been through it, you can help. So that's the uh, the good that comes out of sometimes some bad situation. Making the best. Uh, I love James. That's a great book. And uh, let's see, Kirsty, uh, can you read that uh, James one that? Consider it for joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Anybody had their faith tested lately? <clears throat> Anyone give any testimony to that? Uh, at that. <laughs> Boy, that does sometimes, even the last couple days, right? Uh, Getting help when you need it, that's important, and we need to ask for it. Uh, We have this issue in our lives, sometimes the flesh is called pride, and we have to be able to deal with that. Uh, So don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Uh, Sticking together in good times and bad times. That's important. Ray Price did a song years ago, remember, called For the Good Times, remembering those. And that's real easy to hang by, folks. But when times are not so good, it's important as well. Andy, again, not only being the sheriff but the peacemaker, he was willing to step up and help uh, Briscoe Darling with that situation. And uh, keeping a promise, how important is that? Our generation, some of us remember, Bob and a few of us a little bit older, uh, what a guy would say, your word is your, you know, uh, he's a man of his word. You just shook on it and you didn't have to have this big long contract and all those kind of things. But uh, uh, even though they were married, Ernest T. didn't recognize that uh, marriage. Why do you think that was so? Was that just an excuse he was using maybe? But I'm kind of old-fashioned. I think, I think it's nice to be married by a preacher. It is holy matrimony. Sometimes that's not possible. I realize, but uh, that's uh, that that is important. Why do you think Mr. Darling asked Andy for help? He wasn't a preacher, was he? Kind of. Yeah, and he was the authority figure, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and he was comfortable in doing that. He wasn't quite sure about his deputy, but you, one of us. There was some classic lines Wayne and I were just talking about. That had more of some of my favorite. Uh, Barneyisms and Andy-isms. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's Mayberry, isn't it? You ask your neighbor for help and you weren't afraid to do that. That's so very important. How about you, you ever ask for help expecting nothing in return? Yeah. you got a servant's heart. And we know a lot of folks that are like that. Expecting nothing. I often say in church you can get a lot done for the Lord if you don't care who gets the credit. That's really important. If you're doing it for that reason, you're doing it for the wrong reason. And if you do it without any credit being worried about, you will get your just credit. Believe me, God will make sure that you are honored for that. Uh, Have you ever made trouble for anybody else just to make yourself happy? None of us in this room, I'm sure, but yeah. You know the old saying, I don't get mad, I get even. But you know what is that gain you? Another scripture in the Bible: "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. So we have to stay away from those selfish desires. And that's really what Ernest T. He didn't care what about Andy marrying him and all the other, and he, her even having a husband. He just had his heart set on uh, Charlene. You kind of sympathize because he was sincere about it, but he's just kind of going about about it the wrong way. That uh, Maggie Peterson still beautiful today, but boy, she was a beautiful young lady, wasn't she? She looks a lot like her daughter. Do <laughs> uh, you think the manner that uh, Ernest T set out was right, necessarily? Mm. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a little behind the power curve, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. A little late. Uh, he didn't hardly play by the rules. I guess that's probably the best uh, scenario for him. Uh, how can you reason with a person like Ernest T? <laughs> you know can, you can't brute force is about that uh, there's people in our life that are like that you just have to kind of walk away from it and pray for them God can soften their heart I really believe that and that's sometimes the only way arguing it's kind of like if you ever, ever, ever shared your faith with anybody you can't argue anybody in heaven and we can't save them anyway only God can all you can do is just give them your testimony that's pretty undisputable you don't have to know every verse in the Bible, but you can tell what the Lord's done for you. Uh, no marriage and very few relationships, uh, friendships are easy. Oh, that should be highlighted probably in yellow today. Anybody have an e- easy marriage? Maybe if you are deaf and dumb and don't talk, <laughs> you might be, but uh, not intended to be that, that way. But how you work through those conflicts and what's important. What kind of marriage do you think uh, Charlene and, and Ernest T. would have had? <laughs> yeah. Pretty bizarre, huh? What do you say? I'm not good looking, but I make up for I'm it. Really, a little mean, but I make up for it. Yeah, he was going to get a gold tooth, remember, later on. So. How about uh, Dud and Charlene? Did they have any problems? Do you think they faced any problems besides Ernest T.? I think living with your three brothers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and your dad would be the problems. It really would, would be. Especially in that snoring room. He not much of a man if he didn't find a place for. That's right. He wasn't much of a man if he didn't find a place for. That's important. It says that a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. And that's a very scriptural, very godly. Speaking of that snoring scene and uh, Rodney uh, Dillard has shared this story, that was one of the Funniest episodes for the cast. Uh, and Andy said they'd laugh, they'd fall out of bed, and they kept doing it over and over and over. The director finally got so fed up with them. He said, Guys, we've got to get this scene done. We've got to get it done today. So they went back into the scene. The director fell off the chair laughing. He said, Let's break for lunch. <laughs> so they came back to the scene. I think that's a true story, right, I think I heard that on a podcast one day. <laughs> One of my favorite scriptures, and there's a lot of great ones in John, that's a good book to read if you if you ever meet a new believer, is the uh, John 16, I've told you these things that in me you have peace, you have peace, in this world you'll have trouble, oh, we already know that, right, but take heart, I've overcome the world, we call it the blessed hope of Christ, so uh, don't be surprised when you have troubles, because Christ said you will have troubles. And in this world, as a Christian, it's becoming more and more troubled, uh, troubled times. But uh, that's our hope's not in this world, certainly at all. Uh, you think their newlyweds are in the clear with Ernest T. now? I think he's going to bother them anymore. It's really kind of crazy how the writers worked, because she originally was sweet on Andy, if you remember, and he really... Tried to back off from her and her father said, you know, you need to leave the girl alone, don't encourage her. And then later on it became uh, Ernest T, who was the one that was sweet on her, kind of working the other way. But yet uh Dud, I mean, uh Briscoe had enough confidence to call on Andy and felt he was level headed enough. What did he say to uh, to Dud if he wasn't good to her? Remember that line? Yeah, I'll get that lady share. <laughs> my favorite, probably my very favorite Mayberry line is I wouldn't marry you if you're the last person on earth. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Uh, how do you respond when you're threatened? If you were dead and you were, somebody walked up and threatened you like that. My father in law didn't really threaten me, but he just You take good care of my daughter. It kind of sounded like he probably meant it but, and she was 40 when we got married so it was still his, yeah it was still his little girl but, what's that yeah <laughs> yeah that's right when they came to pick my daughter up I just happened to be cleaning my 12 gauge right <clears throat> okay uh, what's the real reason Dutch should be a good husband to Charlene hmm. yeah God said so right Mm-hmm. Yeah, very scriptural. It really is. We're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church, right? And that's His bride. So we do. We 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 need to remember that. Very very important. I do a lot of men's study at my church and lead our men's group. And boy, it's just underlying constantly the spiritual responsibilities of a man in the home and to set the pace. And if we don't do it, we can blame our wife all we want and say that she takes over and all that, but that's our responsibility and we really need to. and I think gals you kind of look for a guy that's a spiritual leader that doesn't mean he's the boss for everything but he is the uh, sets the example and is a spiritual leader for you and your family uh, any other thoughts or comments? how many liked that episode? I, their favorite? yeah isn't great? really a a very funny one uh, you'll see Alan put in, I uh, love this, some of the final thoughts there at the bottom. And he said, if you ask me this, Ernest T. Bass is a strange and a weird character. He's just plain Henry, and that was a classic line. I think Mrs. Wiley's Tea Party, he said that too. That guy's a nut. And Howard Morris. In real life, they say he was pretty, uh, Howard Morris was kind of a crazy guy too, On the island, Did you, you had a chance to meet him? Yeah. Yeah, different kind of crazy. <laughs> Well, it's hard to believe he was from New York but, And as you know he directed uh, About ten of the episodes of the Andy Griffith show A very talented individual And I have an idea He's kind of like Fonzie was in Happy Days If he would have been in more episodes He would have dominated them I mean, And you would have kind of lost the Excitement of Andy and Barney. Okay, any other comments?
0: Well, hey, we want to thank Tom Let's give Tom uh his for doing this.
1: Thank you, it's an honor
0: so, Hey, I want to thank you guys for coming, and uh, again, I want to thank Tom for uh, taking time to do this. Look through these and read through these uh, these verses, and look at uh, look at these discussion questions every once in a while. You know, there, I, I really believe that there's a, a lot of people we can reach as Andy Griffith fans, and we we've got a kind of responsibility to some extent to get out there and talk to those people. And it's not because we're Andy fans; it's because we're Christians, but. I think we have an opportunity because of the Andy Griffith Show to talk to people that we might not get to talk to otherwise. I know I certainly do. Uh, doing Floyd, I, I, I talk to tons of people every year. And uh, I've started doing those uh, podcasts. I've been doing those for four years. I've been doing a Bible study podcast as of this, the Bible, Andy Griffith Bible Study. I've only done like six episodes. And hopefully this will be one of them. It will be the next one. But uh, there's just uh, there's all kinds of opportunities. And I guarantee you, if I can dress up like Floyd the Barber and go out and, and have opportunities to, to minister to people in some way, there's got to be some way you can do it without having to dress up like a, and act like a crazy person. But uh, the uh, Lord's really blessed me in all this, and I think He's blessed us all. So we just need to get out there and, and remember that and have a smile on your face and make people on the cruise wonder why you're different than everybody else. Isn't that what our job is? so let's say a quick prayer and we'll get out of here i, I appreciate you guys being here father we just thank you uh, lord just for these uh, words today lord and just for your your bible verses your the, the things that you brought to mind as we were watching these episodes and as, as we go forward from here lord we ask that you just uh, remind us of these things or remind us of uh, how how honored we are to be able to just uh, be one of your children and that you take care of us and that we have so few things to really worry about because you're taking care of us as we go through life you're holding our hands so that when we stumble you catch us and lord we just uh, thank you for that and lord we uh, thank you for these friends that we've uh, got here on the Mayberry cruise and just the all the the opportunities that you've given us lord we just ask that you just be with us and keep us in that, that smile on our face, Lord, because of the joy you've given us. Amen. All right. Well, that was from the Mayberry Cruise in 2012. And I, again, want to thank Tom Rusk for uh, taking time to prepare the lesson and to be there with us. Now, I want to remind you, if there were any parts of the uh, of the Bible study portion that you couldn't hear when we were reading the Bible verses, the Bible verses and the lesson plan and everything are on the Mayberry Bible study podcast.com website. If you'll go to the mountain wedding episode, you'll be able to download that PDF file and it has the Bible verses that we read and the discussions, questions that we went over. All of that stuff is there and you can review it. That's what I was talking about there towards the end of the session that was on the cruise. And I want to encourage you to do that and to just spend some time in prayer and just next time you watch Mountain Wedding, grab those notes and watch it again and, and just see what God's got to tell you. And I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at Floyd at com, and tell me what you think. I've enjoyed uh, hearing from several of you folks that have been involved in the Bible study. And I really do want to thank you. So, folks. Again, I want to thank you for being a part of the show and uh, just coming here and spending some time with me. And we'll see you guys next time on the Mayberry Bible Study. So let's hear Mr. Tucker in and, and Barney. We'll see you next time. Oh, place is so dear to my childhood
3: And the little brown church Субтитры создавал